Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie Rickey of First United Methodist Church here in Yankton, South Dakota, and I'm glad that you are here to join me today. I'm coming to you from a slightly different angle in my office, decided to sit in my comfy chair. And the reason that I decided to do that is I wanted to just have a little um, more reflective episode today. And so I've got my coffee with me uh, and I just invite you to get a little comfy uh, wherever you are. If you're listening to this while you're walking or something, continue to do that, but just allow your mind to be in a little more relaxed state as we Reflect on this Advent and Christmas season. Um, I think, you know, I, I feel like I say it every week and I feel like it probably needs to continue to be acknowledged that um, this year is just different and things about it are different and things about it are difficult and hard. Um, and I get that. And, and it is for me as well. And um, there's so many things that we want and wish could be and aren't. Um, and I know that especially around the church, not being able to be here in the church and worshiping together is especially hard and especially um, worthy of our grief. And that's not a word that I use lightly. I really do think that we are all experiencing grief this year in some way, shape or form. Uh, for some, it's they've lost loved ones, and that's you know a reality that we all face at various times. Or we've had loved ones who are sick. Um, we've gone through some uh, dark days of waiting and wishing we could be with them and, and can't. Also experiencing the loss of normality, experiencing the loss of tr- traditions and events that um, you know maybe we've been looking forward to. I know this spring, our graduating seniors, you know, for years and years, you look forward to graduation and the events that surround it and to have that look so different. There's some grief there and that's, that's okay. Um, I think of, you know, trips that are lost. I think of family that we haven't seen or holidays that we didn't get to spend together. Um, and, and it's tiresome. It's so tiresome to continue to navigate a world that doesn't seem to be getting better right now. And so we have, you know, choices and how we respond to that. We can just give up and say, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. And and, uh, whatever the results are, that's what they are. Or we can continue to um, persevere and to do things and give up things that we might want for the greater good. And and I'm going to argue that that's probably probably a more uh, Christian way to go about it. And I almost said biblical, but I want to be very clear that we are followers of Jesus Christ and the Bible is the greatest revelation of God through Jesus. Um, But ultimately we follow, we follow Jesus and we follow a God who, um, who did that very thing, who gave up um, his own power, his own glory, emptied himself to become human and to die on the cross and to live a life, you know, he didn't come as royalty. He came as um, a very ordinary person. And that's the person that we follow. That's that's the God and the example that we have as someone who's self-sacrificial. God who, who denied himself so that we could have um, a better life and, and eternal life. And so that's kind of 
one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about this Advent season is um, what is my faith really about? Is it about the things that I want or is it about um, making my life be part of something greater? Um, and there's been a verse that's really been sticking with me this year more than any other. I mean, it's a, a verse that, that I encounter every Advent, um, but for whatever reason, it's really stuck with me. And that is uh, from the Gospel of John. It says that, you know, a light has come into the world and the darkness cannot overcome it. And I have today um, a candle burning here. You can kind of see it in there. Um, and I just want us to reflect on this idea of this light that has come into the world and the darkness cannot overcome it, whatever. And, and I think the piece of it that's really um, stood out to me is that we often like to focus on the light. We often like to um, think about uh, being the light of Christ and about how the light shines and um you know i think of when i was in high school one of one of the greatest uh contemporary christian songs of the time was from newsboys and it was called shine you know let your light shine um but this year i've been really thinking about the fact that there is real darkness there is real the light only shines and we only see the light because of the darkness and that's the reality. That's the reality that people face and have faced for for centuries, for millennia, that um, the light shines in the darkness. That um, sometimes I think we think because, because we know God and because um, we have the truth that we're not going to experience darkness, but we do because there's real darkness in the world. There's real things that we all deal with. There's real challenges that we all face. There's real struggle. The darkness is real, but the light is also real. And it doesn't take much light to shine in the darkness. My my older son, Ben, um, I think is a little bit afraid of the dark and we, we put a nightlight in his room, but he also has um, an extra little candle for this season that, that also we have to turn on. And I'm always amazed at how much light those little things can bring in his room and how much you can actually see from just a little bit of light and that the darkness cannot overcome that light. And that that's that's the hope we cling to. That's, that's uh, the calling that we have is that we are to see the light and to remember that as oppressive as the darkness can feel, God's light will always overcome. And God is asking us to be reflections of that light. But it doesn't mean that the darkness still isn't there. It doesn't mean that the difficulties aren't still real, because they are. It just means that we have something greater. It just means that we have an ability to walk through those shadows. We have the ability to not lose hope in the midst of the darkness. And to me, that's that's what Christmas and Advent are about. It's about the people were walking in a great darkness, but God shines a light. And that light is the hope of the nations. Um, you know, 
just as much as the next person. I love the Christmas season and I love uh, especially the lights that people put on their houses because this is a dark time of year. I mean, like just literally, uh, you know, in December we have the longest night of the year, the the time where the sun is not in the sky and and people putting their lights out makes it seem less dark and there's, there's hope, there's cheer, there's... Um, there's something really beautiful about the Christmas season and taking this dark, cold time of year and making it feel warm and feel cozy and feel magical. Um, and I think that's something to say about the human spirit is that even in our darkest times that we will cling to the light. We will cling to um, traditions and rituals that help us to remember that the darkness is not all that exists, that there is light uh, in the midst of it. And so that's the encouragement that I that I want to give to everybody in this season where you you might be really mourning um, the way that we are celebrating things this year. But I hope that it's also an opportunity for you um, to cling to the light, to not cling to our traditions, not cling to uh, the building, not cling to uh, even the music, but to cling to the light, to cling to the hope that comes through Christ, the, the story of Christmas, the, the truth that it reveals about God and a God who loves us, a God who comes to us in Emmanuel. Um, that's, that's the reality and that's, you know, the stripped back version of Christmas. And so may this be a gift to us that we can uh, strip away some of the pomp and circumstance that is wonderful and we will continue to do it in the future. But may this year be a year where that the true light of Christmas comes through. So I do want to kind of transition that into some of the things that are happening in the life of the church, um, because things are still happening. Even though uh, worship is online and things are online, um, the church is still here and it continues to be and it will continue to be. Um, it's just a matter of, again, not relying so heavily on the programming of the church, but uh, the community of the church and uh, that relationship that you have with God that is so important. Um, so one of the things that I think is really um, a special opportunity this year, uh, it'll be something that we do every year, and I know that it's been done in the past, uh, and that is our Blue Christmas service, and that's going to be Tuesday, December 15th, and it's going to air at 7 p.m. Um, in the past, we've kind of uh, really focused the service on those who have lost loved ones and are experiencing Christmas for the first time with the grief of, of missing their loved ones, of not having their loved ones with them, and while that is going to continue on to be the case because that is a very real grief and that is a very difficult thing to do um, to have that first uh, Christmas without someone that you care about. Uh, we also realize, as I've kind of been mentioning, that uh, a lot of us are carrying grief this year and it might be that, you know, there's grief around, I'm not going to be spending Christmas with many of the people that I love. I know for me that I'm not going to be able to see my brother and his family for Christmas this year, and I haven't seen them since Christmas last year. Um, and so I do carry grief with that because I love seeing them and I love seeing my nieces and nephews. And um, and so even though they're, <laughs> they're, they're not going to be with me, and so there's grief there. 
Um, I think there's just grief in, you know, many of the things that you want to be doing and, and cannot be doing. Um, grief in, in whatever losses you feel this year. I think it's important for us to be able to name those, to own that, uh, and to lay it at the feet of Christ. And so that's what the Blue Christmas service is for. Is It's a service that you don't have to come with fake joy or fake happiness. You can come as you are. You can come with whatever heaviness that you are carrying. Um, and, and it's a time where we acknowledge, again, that darkness, but also acknowledge the hope that is in Christ. And so I've always kind of felt that Blue Christmas was the the most adventy of our Christmas services because I think for me it's always given me space to kind of um, feel the grief that I need to feel so that when when Christmas Eve comes I can feel the joy that I want to feel um, and unless I kind of name and own that grief I can't really fully live into the joy that Christmas Eve brings and so we're going to be broadcasting that like I said uh, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, we've got some wonderful special music uh, as a part of that service, and I'd invite you um, to have a candle with you, and and uh, there'll be some time for you to be able to light that candle and name that grief, name whatever that darkness is in your life right now, and then to light the candle, inviting the light of Christ into your life. And so that's one thing I want to really encourage you to be a part of. Um, we will have that service available after it is live uh, on our YouTube channel. So if Tuesday night you have something happening, you can always go back and watch it when it's right for you to do that. And then um, another thing that I want to encourage everybody is for Christmas Eve, uh, I know that kind of the big piece of Christmas Eve service for so many people, including myself, is the sharing of the light uh, for the candlelight part of the service. And um, because we're not gathering together this year, um, what I would love to have is a picture of you and your family um, holding lit candles and have a picture um, so that when we get to that part of the service that we can see each other. Um, and we can see each other holding the light of Christ. And so whatever kind of candle that you have, that is totally fine. If, if it's in a glass jar, if it's a taper candle, if it's, you know, in, in my family picture, we're probably going to have um, electric candles because there's no way I'm handing my 18-month-old <laughs> a live flame. Um, but if you could, you know, send those in, uh, email them to either me at pastorkricky at gmail.com or to the church email, which is firstumc at iw.net. Uh, by the 23rd would be the best. Um, I would love to have every every face that we can in the church represented and we can see one another and we can rejoice with one another as we worship together uh, on Christmas Eve. And so wear your matching Christmas pajamas, get dressed to the nines, wear sweatpants, I don't care. I just want to see your beautiful smiling faces uh, with the candlelight this year. And so that is a piece uh, for me that I think will make our Christmas Eve service special. And I think will also serve to help, again, I think it's important for us to see one another. It's important for us to see each other's faces and know that uh, that we're all still here together and that uh, the church is still active and still um, and still 
doing God's work. Uh, speaking of doing God's work, we still have angels left on our angel tree that still need someone to sponsor them. So whether that be you come in and you uh, bring some money for the youth to be able to go and, and purchase gifts uh, for that angel, or if you take an angel and, and do that shopping yourself, that's totally fine. Um, we had over 100 angels this year, uh, and we're down to I think less than 30 angels left that need to be sponsored. And so thank you to everybody who has already taken angels um, and and make sure that you get those back by Friday, December 18th. Have them wrapped. Uh, gift bags are a great invention. And so you can definitely go that route. Um, and we encourage that you put uh, purchase an item of clothing and then some sort of game or toy. Uh, and we're looking around that $25 mark. Um, I, I've just been so encouraged. This is one of the ways that we can be the hands and feet of Christ. I talked about um, in in my sermon this last week that the angel tree, the purpose of it is for us to meet a physical need in order to clear the way for God's love to be uh, shown in, in these children's lives. And these are the children of Milk's Camp. Um, and they are Native American and, and just wonderful, wonderful kids. And we've been in partner with this ministry for a long time. And so, um, you know, I, I fully believe in, in, in kind of a feeling that I've had about this church for a long time is that we are, as a church, we're super blessed. But for a reason, we're blessed to be a blessing. This is one of the ways that we can do it. And so if you haven't had a chance to get your angel or to get your donation for an angel in yet, I encourage you to do that. You can also go on our website and uh, through our e-giving, you can give toward Angel Tree as well. Um, so that's, that's I think, going to be one of our biggest um ways we will be a blessing this Christmas season. Also for the Christmas Eve service, again, since we're not um, gonna be in person, I want to just give you a heads up that we are still gonna take an offering and it's a missional offering. And so that money isn't gonna stay in the church, it's gonna go toward local missions here in Yankton. And again, you can give, um, give online for that or you can uh, send in or drop off offering for our Christmas Eve service. Again, that is 100% missions, uh, and we want to continue to be a blessing to the, the many ministries that are happening here in Yankton, especially around our homeless population and the Domestic Violence Center that is doing God's work in, in helping those who, um, when, when I talk about, you know, that the darkness is real. These are people that really understand that. And we have an opportunity to help be the light and to be hope for them. I was, um, it's probably been a month ago now, there was a, a lady who came uh, needing assistance and and for whatever reason, God was just leading me to spend a little extra time with her. And so we went to Walmart and I we got her a winter coat and we went to Hy-Vee and got her some food. And, and I just remember, you know, just spending that time with her and listening to her story. And, and the thing that she just kept saying was, you know, this has given me hope. This has given me hope that I'm, because she just felt like she was at the end of her rope. She just felt like there's just no way to kind of move beyond what she was doing. And she was working really hard trying to, to, to get out of the situation that she was in. Um, and so, you know, there's just, there's a lot that we can do to offer hope to people. There's a lot that we can do um, 
to kind of change someone's trajectory in their life. And, and some of that is as simple as uh, giving out of our abundance. And some of that is as simple as listening to someone's story and to look them in the eye and to give them love and respect. Um, and I hope that as, as we all find those opportunities that we, that we do that, that we um, have our eyes open to what's going on in our community and that we have our hearts open to how God would want us to respond to those needs. And so that's just another plug that, you know, that is a ministry that is happening here in the church that maybe you might not know about or you might not see, but we do have what's called the Good Samaritan Fund. Um, and that's to help people that come in who need help with maybe some food or some gas money or a night in a hotel or um, sometimes utilities or things like that, um, that we do provide that kind of assistance and that we do try to meet people right where they are. Um, and that includes praying for them and listening to them and, and, and doing our best to encourage because so often their needs are greater than what, what we can really do. Um, but sometimes what people really need in a moment is just to know that they're, there's someone who cares and someone who's willing to listen and someone who's willing to pray. And so if you're wondering, you know, what, what is it that we are doing as the church? Those are some of the things that continue to happen day in and day out, uh, that we are trying to be the light of Christ here in Yankton. And so I invite you to be a part of that with me. I invite you to uh, continue to be the church in this time. Just because uh, the worship isn't happening together in the building doesn't mean it's not happening. And just because uh, church may not look like it once did, it doesn't mean that we're not still the church. We absolutely are. God is absolutely active. And I hope during this Advent season that even amidst the darkness, that not only can you see the light, but that you are the light. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of What's Going On, a video and audio podcast from First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. For this season of Advent and Christmas, you can join us for worship online at 10 a.m. on Sundays, either at our website, www.firstumcyankton.org, or by finding us on our YouTube channel. We also will have two special services during this season, Blue Christmas, which will happen Tuesday, December 15th at 7 p.m. online, and our Christmas Eve service, which will broadcast Christmas Eve at 4.30 p.m. online.